This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Go to second base. Peterson is in a rundown, and Sosa tags him out. He just outran him. Tagged him out, and over at third base, there was no chance for Bart to come down to try to steal a run. Well done. And maybe that's what they were talking about, how to defend the first and third steal, and they played it to perfection. They did indeed. John Rooney and Ricky Horton with the call on KMOX yesterday of a caught stealing with Yadier Molina throwing out Jock Peterson, a tremendous play by the Cardinals catcher who actually was paying attention all the way. He was paying very you close. See this Listen play to this. Here, kind of what John was talking about. Bart going back to third base. But what was interesting before before that any of that happened, Yadi Molina was watching Gabe Kapler giving the sign to Hallberg, seeing the whole deal happen, and that's why he called that modified pitch out. You know, something you don't see every day, and you can see him chest bumping. He read the whole thing. He read the entire play before it even happened, signaled to the uh, middle infielders that that was going to happen. I mean, that's just a veteran of 19 years doing his thing. Sosa down on strikes, two down. Yeah, you see him. You see him right here. He's reading the whole play. He sees a sign. He's just checking out what's going on. Then he sees a third base coach do his thing. Checks first base. He's already told the infielders what's going to happen. So he just goes ahead and calls that modified pitch out. He saw the whole thing. It's a credit to being a great student. That is from the Giants telecast yesterday. It kind of gives you chills, actually, how good he is. Yadier Molina, 19 years in the league, and makes the play to end the inning against the Giants, puts out the threat, and the Cardinals go on to score a run, actually, in the fifth inning. Then they score two more later, and they win the game 4 to nothing yesterday. 152nd shutout of Yachty's career. He has been behind the plate for 152 shutouts. The only one who's done that more is Yogi Berra in baseball history at 173. Here's Yachty with reporters. This is Bally Sports Midwest. Yeah, I got a pretty good idea. They, they like to do that on the scouting report. Um, um, I'm glad that we execute pretty, pretty well that play. I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, in terms of your offense, you had, had said this season that you weren't quite, quite where you wanted to be. I mean, you've been tearing up the ball lately. All right, next question, please. <laughs> you don't want to talk about him? No. You know that. You know that. Well, how, many, how, 
was the impact of Tommy Edmonds' two great defensive plays? Yeah, that was, I think that's the game. I mean, right there in the first inning, that was a turning, turning well, game. Too, yeah, in the second one, too. Um, Tommy is a great player. He's a great defender. I'm, I'm glad we have on our team. How about uh, how good has Ellsworth been? I mean... He's been unbelievable this year. Yeah, really good. I mean, really good. He got, obviously, a power fastball. I mean, but the off is pretty good. Tonight was uh, getting under the ball a little bit. But, I mean, he, that double play was huge for us. I mean, 3-1 count against Bell, a good hitter. Um, yeah, uh, but he, he's having a great year. It looked like Dakota had a better feel for the strike zone. Did you see that in this one than some of his other outings? Yeah, I mean, obviously, every outing is different. Um, tonight, today was well, good for him. I mean... Uh, attacking the sun, um, turning strike, um, um, being aggressive on the sun. So it was a good day for him. Yadier Molina on Bally Sports Midwest. If the Cardinals, if he does indeed start behind the plate, I'm assuming that he does with Adam Wainwright today, if they win today, they will be the all-time battery wins leader. 203 between Yadi and Waino. It is just incredible, isn't it? what these two have done in their career. And by the way, that they, neither of them have ever left that they started their careers as Cardinals and ended as Cardinals. Yes. Wainwright started in the Braves organization, but he made his debut as a Cardinal Yachty just before that as a Cardinal. And here they are together. I mean, soak this in. This just doesn't happen. And on ESPN tonight, I would, I would encourage you to watch it. I mean, I always want you to listen to KMOX, have KMOX on, but enjoy how a national telecast will play this up tonight. They will seize the opportunity to show the world how great this is. Oh, and on top of that, Albert Pujols, who maybe plays tonight, is also in this on this team. And you have these three players that are going to wear red jackets for the rest of their lives, and you're seeing them in person. It really is a special time. And I know the team is off to an okay start. They've really kind of struggled to find it here. Um, but it's a good ball club. They're 18 and 15. It's early. They will find their footing. They're only two and a half out of first. It's a, a long season, but it is a special year. And I do think, and we'll talk to John Mosellock here at 1130, that I think this team will continue to watch and see how they can improve. I, I do not think this team will sit on its hands. I think they're going to continue to watch and, and make sure that if something doesn't look right, they make the change. And shortstop is an example of that. And then there's probably more to come. Things do happen over the course of a season. It's 11-13. When we come back, we talk some racing big event on June 5th. Actually, the entire week leading up to June 5th, the Worldwide Technology Raceway will be very special. I'm Tom Ackerman, 11-13, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And welcome back, Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. It is great to be back in studio with two of my favorite guys. First of all, the general manager of Bomberito Automotive Group is Chuck Wallace. Big, big racing weekend coming up, first weekend of June. For Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway. Gentlemen, welcome back to KMOX. This is a big, big couple of weeks leading up. To a big race. Already some IndyCar experience in this area and much more. Jordan Anderson is touting Bomberito Automotive Group as a great sponsor of his car, so you have experience there. But this is a different animal now. NASCAR Cup Series coming to our town. It's huge. Um, And honestly, I kind of get to be a fan. I mean, I'm certainly a part of it. We've got some some interest in the deal, and we've got a car in the race. But uh, to see what Worldwide Technology and Chris and Curtis and his group have done with the racetrack and making all this happen and come together is exciting. The Bomb 500 is a little different. I work that angle pretty hard. That's kind of a job for me. It's fun, but it's going to be good to stand back and enjoy it and from a different perspective. But um, we've had a good run with it and glad to be a part of it, and we've, we're have we participating pretty hard in, in this one. You are. You're a founding partner of it. I mean, there are so many great companies and great people, Chris, mm-hmm. in the background of the Enjoy Illinois 300. I know that you, as busy as you are, mm-hmm. you told me recently that you're going to make an effort to soak it all in also. Well, that's one of those things I was going to comment, too. I made sure that Chuck didn't take it too easy, so we put together <laughs> Richard Petty Day on Friday, June the 3rd, and... Uh, uh, with that one, you know, the Bomberito Automotive Group is presenting that day and uh, doing some great promotions for us. I knew if I did, if I threw that little bone over to Chuck, he'd take it and run with it and get us some extra promotion out of it. And obviously that's working. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I'm, that's one of those things I've been telling everybody. I said, I wish I had a film crew that was following us. I wish there was a way we could kind of slow this down a little bit because I know that when we get to the end of the day on Sunday and it's time to uh, have a re- cold, refreshing beverage up in the grandstand. I'm going to wish that I'd taken it all in a little bit uh, differently. But, uh, you know, it's every day is an adventure. It's like as soon as the alarm goes off in the morning, it's like a mad dash until I turn in at night. And it's uh, it's fantastic. It's a great. It's, it's one of the things I've always dreamed of doing. You did. And so did Curtis Francois. And the dream mm-hmm. comes true. 
after over a decade in the making. Really, longer than that here in St. Louis, we've been dreaming about Cup, and we heard it forever. They're not coming. It's just not going to happen. Curtis was relentless, wasn't he? He was, and you know, it's one of the things I really got started thinking about here recently. I was looking at just overall sports facilities nationwide, worldwide. Usually when a sports facility closes for whatever reason, it never really comes back. And you take a look, the previous ownership group left this venue. Uh, you know, When Curtis first got the place, it was covered in weeds. The grandstands were going to be sold for scrap. And for him to do what he's done uh, and give us the tools that we needed to operate with, and now come back and to be bigger and better than what we ever were before, with the, even how the other group had it, that's just a tremendous testament to what he's done. Uh, also, the, the work of everybody, both uh, private and public, uh, over uh, with the, the help we're getting from the state and from the city, the Mayor Ham over in uh, Madison. There's just so many people that got together, and Curtis always says we like to pull the rope together. And this is one of those examples where everybody came in and they rallied. You know, uh, you take a look at some of the things that were happening with St. Louis, with the Rams leaving, everything else, and people were trying to kick us when we were down. Well, now we've got a success story, probably the greatest comeback story in sports venues ever, and it's right here in this town. It's exciting. What did Bomarito Automotive Group see in this track and this group of people that made you want to be part of this for the foreseeable future and for a long time? People. Curtis's hard work, the team he put together, you know, it's kind of built like our team. And uh, we're an automotive brand, obviously, so it fit. And um, it's just been, it's been an amazing it's been an amazing story. You know, we got involved with the, with the racetrack originally with NHRA, a, a small sponsorship that turned into buying a set of tires for Jordan Anderson. And now we're highly involved in that team. We've got some, we've got some participation in that team. We got the Bomberito number 31 Xfinity car and the number one truck that's doing pretty well. And um, no, just their values are like our values and, and give back to the city. I mean, this is work. I mean, there's been a lot of work going into this. What Curtis has done and his team with the track is, is, is an amazing story. Everyone should get to hear it someday from Curtis. Um, but just to be a part of it, and for me personally, I've been a race car fan all my life. And to be at the level I'm at right now, to be able to participate and see the thing come together, I, I appreciate John Bomarito doing this deal. Um, when I first took it to him, he looked at me like I had three heads. But it's all, uh, it's all come together. He's worked hard as well, and we... We feel like we're really good partners with the track. We promote it. We, we're right there. We're a local brand, and we're local. We're not a national, although we've become a lot, lot more national with this, with this deal. But we, we're down in the weeds, and we're down in the trenches, and we think we're helping pull the rope, too. Uh, you can feel it. You can hear it in your voice and see it in all of your actions. When I was growing up as a racing fan, the first names that I heard were Mario Andretti and Richard Petty. Those are the two. And now... You get to see them. You get to see Richard Petty in person. We just saw him in town briefly. He's going to be back. And describe what he means to you and what he means to the industry. Well, he he's NASCAR. He's, he's like he's the king. And um, I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to go down to Petty's garage and work with him and do our promotions, which you're seeing on TV and social media. And he's such a legend. And it was so... He's so good. He's good at doing, doing his job, but people would come through the museum. We, we, we did it in the museum. People would come through, and he'd stop, let them through, and he'd sign autographs, and he's just so down-to-earth and so normal. But in, you know, we're, we're presenting Richard Petty Day out at the track Thursday, or I'm sorry, Friday the 3rd, and uh, we're going to unveil our car, 
we've got the Richard Petty number 43 with Eric Jones as the driver. It's going to be the Bomberito 43 car. It's got the iconic Petty blue and the, and the black and the red on it. It's beautiful. Like you, you've probably seen it in some of our advertising. But, you know, to be able to work with him, I've been a race car fan for so long, and now we're presenting him, and, you know, with, along with the help from the track that, you know, we're doing this together, we're right there with it. It's, 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 it's a huge opportunity for me. Yeah, it gives you goosebumps to think about, really. And it's an entire weekend, Chris. That's an important thing to note is we talked about Richard Petty on June 3rd, but there's a lot going on on June 3rd. Can you kind of lay out what that looks like the entire weekend at the track and here in St. Louis? Well, really, it starts on Tuesday. We're going to be doing a theme night with the Cardinals, having one of our drivers do a first pitch. Uh, you know, There's going to be a lot of activation around that. Uh, on Thursday, well, actually on Wednesday night now, we're adding an event, um, probably announcing it, you know, in the next day or two after this, I'll go ahead and tell you now. Uh, we're working with the uh, Raceway Gives and the United Way. We're going to do a Laps for Charity event on Wednesday night at the racetrack where people can come in and drive their own personal cars around the track behind a pace car just so they can get that overall experience. Uh, Thursday, Fan Fest down at Ballpark Village with a hauler parade, all 40 NASCAR Cup rigs running through town. Uh, it's going to be a great photo op and just give the opportunity for the fans to really get engaged and see those rigs up close. And then you're rolling into Friday with Richard Petty Day, which will be practice and qualifying for uh, the truck series as well as pr- the first time ever the NASCAR Cup cars will be on track. Uh, Saturday we come back with uh, Cup qualifying and the uh, Toyota 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And then we're rolling into some of the more of the entertainment aspects. We're going to have a Thrills and Throttles event, uh, which is a car show and stunt team demonstration during the afternoon on Saturday that leads into uh, some more uh, music acts. Uh, Nelly is going to close out Saturday night. And then we come in Sunday, and we're sticking with this festival atmosphere. You know, we're going to have over 30 bands on five stages over the three days there at the racetrack. And uh, starting out uh, Sunday morning with Alexandra Kay from over in Waterloo, who's making a big name for herself, uh, followed by Jimmy Allen. Then we'll roll into Cole Swindell, then post-race. And most places, they just stop. We're encouraging everybody to stick around. You, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can stay here is what I'm telling everybody uh, with Cameron Marlowe and uh, Old Dominion. So we, we want to make a festival. We want this to be one of those events where if you're not really you know, a racing fan, but you want to be a part of something special, and you know, again, it's kind of like home opener day. We want to have that atmosphere at the racetrack. And so we're putting all this together, working with Worldwide and Bomberito and all these different groups uh, for what we're calling the Confluence Festival. And it's just a little bit of everything that we have going on, and it's going to be spectacular. We wanted it to be a week-long party. That is amazing. Nelly closing out Saturday, Old Dominion closing out Sunday, and all those great acts in Cole Swindell, and NASCAR. And mm-hmm. just the, the fact that it's a world event, that a lot of people are going to be paying attention, a lot of people are going to be traveling in, you get to put St. Louis on the map. That's incredibly important to the region, incredibly important to our ego yes but also just as a sports city Mm -hmm. this is who we are what a great moment for the entire area that's the thing is everyone's been pulling on the same rope yeah and that's one things about it you know economic impact of almost 60 million dollars uh when you take a look at it we've sold tickets in 49 states four canadian provinces and five countries outside of north america so sweden new zealand they're coming from all over for this event so that really puts it on a, a, the bigger scale. You, you know, we see a lot of events that are regional uh, attractions in this area. This is a world attraction when you bring NASCAR to town. So it's really going to showcase our city, and I think it's going to be a spectacular way of show, showcasing our city and region. Chuck, finally, what's new with Bomberito Automotive Group outside of this incredible racing weekend? I know you have IndyCar coming up this summer, but uh, things humming along pretty well over there. 
Things are going well, yeah. Um, inventories are slowly coming back. We're selling cars. We're still taking care of the public. We, we, we want to be Missouri's number one dealer for all their needs. Um, something the track helped us do, this, this is interesting. Any, any service at any Bomberito store now until the end of the month, uh, two free tickets to Richard Petty Day. Oh. So bring the family out. In fact, Richard's going to, Richard's going to drive one of his historic, I think the 1981 Daytona car. It's going to be the first NASCAR on the track. He's going to do a lap, and John's going to open the practice session with the green flag. So it's going to be a great weekend. But, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to come right back with the, with the Bomberito 500. We'll be right back here trying to do that race. But it's just incredible. The track has all the major races. It does. It's the only track. NHRA, NASCAR, NASCAR truck, IndyCar, and they do hundreds of other events. There's something going on at that track every every weekend. It's amazing the job they do, and we're so blessed to be with them. Located part of it. right in the middle of America, mm-hmm. easy to get to. It's a great situation that we're in right now. Bomberito.com, WWTRaceway.com. They're linked together, interwoven. <laughs> Chris Blair, I know tickets are still available as we mm-hmm. wrap up here. Uh, how do you get them? That you, way, you can go to wwtraceway.com, and we are rapidly approaching a sellout on Sunday. So I encourage everybody to grab them soon. Uh, but, but like I said, we've got three great days of action. So if you can't make it on Sunday, join us on Saturday because it's going to be a fun day as well. Stay tuned to KMOX. We always have the pulse on everything happening with NASCAR and with Worldwide Technology Raceway. Thanks to Chuck Wallace of Bomberito Automotive Group, Chris Blair, Worldwide Technology Raceway, Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning continues with. Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. I'd get him to the race, but he's going to be at Wrigley. That's coming up next. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning, joined by Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. John, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. It's good to be with you. 608 start for the Cardinals tonight. Then the team will hop on a plane and go to New York. I almost went to that series. I thought that would be a fun one in the middle of the season. Just have too much going on this week here in St. Louis. I'd have to break a lot of plans, but man, I love New York City. Do you have a favorite uh, place to travel of all the places you go? You know, not really, because like you know, unless you have like an off day, it it tends to just be whether you're in St. Louis or or on the road. The the routine's pretty similar, mm-hmm. so it's not exactly like you have a ton of free time with major league travel. But I mean, obviously. I, I do like things that are convenient. And so, you know, getting to Chicago, Milwaukee, Cincy, those are all pretty easy to get in and out of. And, and then when you're in the city, it's, it's pretty easy to get around. Um, you know, I do love going to New York. I think it's a, it's a fun city to visit, you know, a good place to grab breakfast in the morning. But, you know, you're, you're 45 minutes from the ballpark from your hotel. So, True. you know, there's, there's that commitment you've got to make, too. So, I think, like, look, major league travel is you go to great cities and, and we're spoiled in the places we stay, but it's not as glamorous or as free time as I think people think. I, that is true. And I, I've had the great privilege of uh, a 
few times been able to travel with you, um, especially in the postseason, and you all do such a great job. But it is very buttoned up. There's no doubt. I mean, everything, every minute is accounted for. Uh, that's very true. I'd imagine when you go back to Colorado, that probably uh, feels pretty good too. Your your home it's state, fun, but yeah, it's fun. But there's so many like distractions because yeah. there's you know so many ticket requests, so many people want to like, hey, can I get on the field? And it's like, <laughs> oh. So sometimes it's just easier not to go. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I totally hear it. Uh, fun crowd yesterday. A lot of people. I saw, I walked up to the ballpark yesterday. I'm like, man, what is going on here? There's so many people on Clark today. What What is this line? And I realized, oh, it's Cardinal's purse. The, the, is it like one of your most popular giveaways? Everybody was wanting to make sure they got one of those promotions. And then they saw a heck of a ball game. I think that was just to have a sold out crowd to have the Giants in town, and it felt like a game you really had to get. That was a really, really nice win for your club, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a, a tough week of baseball, first off. I mean, like, you, you know, you, you think about some of the losses we had last Saturday and Sunday in San Fran. Um, obviously not the series we were hoping for against uh, Baltimore. And, you know, this team, I think we're just still trying to find our, our sort of you know right footing, if you will. And um, you know, when you look at, at how we're performing, <clears throat> where we're having some of the breakdowns, you know, it can be a bit frustrating, but, you know, I think I'll just remind listeners, it's a really long season. Um, you know, there's always going to be sort of peaks and valleys in a, in a year. And, you know, hopefully this, this past week was just one of those downer weeks for us. But, you know, getting Wayno back, I'm excited to see how he pitches. Uh, you know, I hope uh, everything goes well coming off of COVID. But, you know, I do feel like we have a lot of talent on this club, but, you know, clearly when you think about it from just a pure performance standpoint, we've got to get our offense going um, in terms of, like, more consistency. You know, there were times early in the year where we saw a very deep lineup that was producing, and there's other nights where it's just uh, you're not getting that type of production. And, and so as you get into the flow, as you get into some some of the, that normal routine, what you're hoping for is is that's what that's what you'll see, and you know it's it's easily it's a lot easier for me to talk about it than actually doing it. I mean, as you can imagine, we're facing some tough pitching this week, and it's it's um, it's going to have its challenges. But I, I believe in the hitters we have. Um, excited to see that they can get on track, and, and hopefully they can. For example, we've already seen what Tyler O'Neill can do. I mean, he was eighth in the MVP voting last year. When he gets hot, he can carry it even. Even that's saying a lot considering all the players you have in that order. It's just, a, it seems like a matter of time for him, doesn't it? It is, but it's, I, I think that's the hard part about managing is, is like, when do you, you're trying to get people going, but you're also trying to get some production. And, you know, it's sort of interesting, right? Like, like we were trying to be patient with, with Paul DeYoung and, and, you know, ultimately we, we figured it was better for him to try to work this out in Memphis than here. And then somebody like a, a Brendan Donovan steps in and all of a sudden we're getting some production out of short. And, and so that's sort of the, 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 you know, really kind of the million dollar question of what do you do with the outfield and, and what do you do with someone like Tyler? And so we're going to try to be patient. We're going to try to create opportunity. But when you have a young player like you pass, when you that, it's hard not to put him in the lineup when you have other people that are struggling. And so just trying to find that right offensive combination is, is something that we'll continue to work for. But, you know, as we were talking about the last few nights after the game, it's, it's, it's you know, from a teaching standpoint, from a, pe- a patient standpoint, you're trying to get these guys going. But there's also the reality of, 
you know, this is not a developmental league. This is a, a league where our fans, um, they want to see us win. And, and so wins and losses matter here. And, and so they, there's no hiding behind that um, or running from that, I really should say. And, and ultimately, we, you know, we have to accept that. And so, you know, as we go into this, continue to go into this season, you know, there's, there's a point where we have to try to put the hottest hitters in the lineup out there on a given night. And, and that's the combination we're trying to search for. Yeah, there's so much going on. So many people, so many, you know, the human brain is so complicated. And, and I find it so fascinating because this game is a mental game and, and you have to physically feel healthy, but that also plays into the brain. And, and you know, I, I wonder when... I guess the golden moment is when you find that sweet spot as a player, like you've talked to the right people or you found the right, whether it's a sports psychologist or a former player or a coach or, or somebody that you've trusted all your life. And then, and, and you just, you get all this input and then finally you find it. That's it's so hard because of what we just talked about, the grind of the season, the schedule, everything is moving so fast. You know, I, I find that all very fascinating. Well, it's a tough balance, and you know you're trying to manage the voices people are hearing. You're trying to understand what's being said. You're trying to get people to have confidence and and be aware of what's happening. And and so, yeah, you sort of play junior psychologist, which none of us are actually trained for. But you know sometimes that that falls under it. And obviously, we do have people that are are trained in that background that are there to help as well. But it's a uh, it's a tricky business, and like I always say, you know, like uh, the, like our widgets are humans, and, and humans have a lot of volatility. And and without repeating myself too much, baseball's hard. So, you know, there's a lot of up and downs in this game. Yeah, definitely. And then you throw COVID into the mix, which we've had to deal with the last couple of years. Uh, you mentioned Wayno coming off the COVID list, and he gets to start tonight. Looking forward to that. Drew Verhagen. Uh, I don't know uh, how much was made of that, but uh, COVID was also a complication in his recovery, wasn't it? But it's nice to see him back. It was. Obviously not the main reason he was on the uh, IL. He was dealing with some hip impingement, but, you know, he's feeling good. Spoke with him uh, two days ago as well as yesterday, and he's ready to uh, contribute. So I think the big question for us is how we ease him back in and, and try to get him some length as we we look for this week to begin. It is uh, the Cardinals and the Giants tonight, and then the Mets coming up this week. And uh, through all of this, and I know we've talked a lot about Yepes. He gets a lot of attention. There's no question. But some young players have jumped in here. Uh, we've you and I have talked about Palante and his composure. Jake Walsh gets in there and just you know shows off a little bit. Two and two thirds of scoreless ball for him. Brendan Donovan just keeps on hitting. Uh, he did it again yesterday, an RBI double for him, Mo. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like about him as a player. And, um, you know, I was certainly excited about making sure we gave him an opportunity. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we look at defense and, and we worry about maybe taking a step back. But, you know, I, I really feel like he's just one of those gamer-type players. And, um you know, I think the energy he brings and, and just sort of his baseball IQ, it's something that, you know, gives us a lot of confidence to put him out there. And to your point, he's taking some really good at-bats right now. And uh, I think his own personal confidence of, of realizing that, that he belongs in this league is, is is becoming a real truism for him. And so that's great to see. And, and all these young players that come up and, and contribute, 
you know, that's what you're hoping for. Um, you know, nothing's worse than when you have to bring someone up and it's just not working and they have to go back and reset. So in Yepez's case, um, it's kind of as advertised, I think is a lot of what we were hoping to see in spring. Obviously he didn't get off to that hot start in, in that truncated camp, but um, went down to Memphis, swung the bat really well, and, and here he is contributing. And, uh, you know, that's just great to see. And he's also got a great personality. Watch him when he comes to the plate. He always has little fist pumps with the with young fans, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I do see that. I love the smile and the excitement. And as Ollie said last hour here, he just is, he takes every at bat uh, seriously. He's I think he's pumped up for it too. It's great to see. I was looking at your ball game from yesterday. Memphis uh, beat Norfolk yesterday, seven to two. Nolan Gorman drove in a run. Uh, you had a two for five day, three RBIs for Paulie D. Uh, Connor Thomas, hello. Uh, he comes in, pitches six innings to close out the game, gives up a run on three hits, strikes out eleven. Whoa, that's a pretty nice performance there. Yeah, some of our young pitching has, has really looked good. I mean, look, we've, we've had to make some tough decisions on roster moves in the last couple of days, and you know, I think you know we're, we're we're having to option guys out that you know could arguably be in the big leagues, which is. I mean, that's a great problem to have, but when you're that person, it's tough. And, and then you have some, some young guys starting to emerge. And, um, you know, when you think about what's happening at Memphis, all three guys that you were hoping to pitch well are pitching well. So that's great to see. It is indeed. I appreciate these visits very much. Thank you, and good luck tonight at the ballpark for a 6.08 start for the Cardinals and the Giants. John Mosellock joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tommy. Be well. You too. Always great to chat with him. We have some night baseball for you. We have hockey right around the corner, the Blues and the Avalanche. When is game one going to be played? Well, it depends on TV, quite honestly. ESPN and and TV, they've called the shots on this one. We'll look at that and have a Blues breakdown with Brian Kelly. We'll pull him back into the studio and talk about the Blues and their second-round matchup. What an exciting time this is to be a Blues fan. If you are a hockey fan, this next segment is for you. Back in a moment from the Stiefel Sports Studio on KMOX. High fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Fire Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. FireJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. You know, I think obviously we knew it was going to be tough to close these guys out. You know, a lot of emotion coming home. The building was electric and... Yeah, we were just kind of caught watching a bit, and obviously Binner did an amazing job shutting the door there early, and then, like I said, Leds makes a great play and a great goal. That just kind of helped us kind of settle down and start, uh, you know, building our game, and, you know, after them kind of, think, outplaying us going into the second, you know, we knew if we start getting our game together, things would come, and it's exactly what happened, and it was, uh, yeah, it was good from there. That is the Blues captain, Ryan O'Reilly. It was good, all right. Blues won game six, closed out the Minnesota Wild, and move on to a second-round matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. We welcome Brian Kelly into the Stiefel Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman with you. Game one is Tuesday, Wednesday. Depends on yet. TV. Yes. Uh, they, used to, they used to drive us crazy. We, you know, we had the radio rights, and we're like, Cardinals game, Blues game, talent, producers, mm-hmm. staff. Hello, television, give us a game time. Let's go. That was the nice thing when the NHL did not have the national TV contract. They play when they wanted to. Yeah. And now you got to wait for the call from ESPN, TNT, TBS, whoever's deciding that. Right. We're going to play a midnight. I think ESPN's like the chief now on that. They're kind of the big dogs because they spent the most money. Yeah. But, um, anyway, if anyone's wondering why that's going on, that's Mm -hmm. why. That's a little inside baseball behind the scenes it's it's all about television yeah it, there's no, it's nothing more than that so yeah. the blues have practice tomorrow we know that they told us that they have an 11 a.m practice tomorrow mm-hmm. they're not practicing today so they're not playing tomorrow they're gonna play tuesday maybe even wednesday but it did from a few days ago i had heard tuesday so it looks like that's it but they haven't announced anything yet so we'll, we'll find out we do know we have some game sevens but let me talk about the blues first we all know that this is a huge, huge challenge. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going down the Stanley Cup road again, not saying it's going to end the same way. I'd love for it to, but it feels that way. The Blues are clearly underdogs. They were underdogs in the first series, quite honestly, against yeah. the Minnesota Wild. But they're starting to come into their own. They were built for this time of year. Two things stand out to me in the Colorado series. Absolutely, you must not go into the box. If you... If they do what they did in game one against the Wild, where they had to kill off six penalties, this will not happen against the Avs. It's not, this series will be over fast Mm -hmm. if you're not disciplined. Second thing is Jordan Bennington has to be good and and to save, he's going to have to save him. I think he's going to have to be a little more careful about being the eighth defenseman and skating around because this is a different animal than Minnesota. They have multiple weapons out there that can hurt you if you make a mistake but he'll have to be big in this series. 
Is it possible? Yes, it is. It is possible, but it is a mountain to climb against this team. Yeah, the only advantage I think you can give the Blues right now, and they started showing this in the third period of Game 5 against Minnesota and second and third periods of Game 6, is that playoff experience. When you get that intensity, that maturity, the confidence, and that's the one thing that they have. Most of the players have been there and they know what it takes. They know to you know stay steady, don't get too up, don't get too down. And, and there's a confidence level. You could see them turn that on in the third period in Game 5. And then, as Ryan O'Reilly said, after the first period was not so good in Game 6. They played with that confidence. It's the kind of thing that took Tampa past, uh, past Toronto yesterday. You could see a point where they played like champions. And Toronto played like the team that was desperate to get a win. Colorado's facing a lot of pressure because they are, on paper, the best team in the league. You could argue Florida's right with them, and that's fine. But they have a lot of pressure to advance past the second round. And so that's the one thing I think the Blues have as an advantage. But you're right. Bennington's going to have to play terrific. He really did affect his, his puck handling, played a major role in turning around the Minnesota game. He's really got to be careful because Colorado has some great defensemen, some great four checkers, and a very deep team. So he's going to have to be careful, but he's going to have to come up huge. It's not as simple as you focus on McCarr, but it's pretty mm-hmm. much that. Well, you got Taves has mm-hmm. played really well, and you got their forward group. They've got deep, they're deeper this year than they have been. And their one pretty much weakness in recent years has been the goaltending. And with Kemper in there, as long as he's healthy, and I think there's no reason to believe he won't be after taking a stick near the eye. Uh, I, you know, they're just a better team than they have been. And, and you know, they embarrassed the Blues last year. That four-game series, you, like, you know, that, that's a Daryl Sutter waste of eight days comment there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the Blues are going to come back with a little chip on their shoulder, hopefully. And with David Perron, who missed that series, yeah. he had to watch it from his basement uh, because he had COVID. He's going to, I would hope, be motivated. I feels like he and and other players can really use this rest. I, I, the yeah. Blues need to heal up here. This is a good off time for them. Get yeah. healed up, get ready, and then get after it on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever game one is. For Colorado, probably the same, but then again, I think they probably want to play. Oh, yeah. I, I think they, they don't want to sit around any longer, and their fans might get a little antsy if it's that long of a wait, knowing what the Blues just did, mm-hmm. built their confidence up skyrocketed their confidence. They go into this series. I hope that blues fans are able to make it into Denver. I don't think that it really matters. The place will be jumping. I guarantee you games three and four will be jumping here. I mean, it is going to be off the charts at enterprise center, like beyond belief. You know, one of the interesting things yesterday's game was the Toronto game. When, when they fell behind two one, it seemed like the fans were as nervous as the players and they did not respond to cheer on the Maple Leafs. It's like, this is a game seven folks. You guys, you know, you just fell behind 2-1, but you're playing well. You need to be on your feet. It reminds and me of a New York. There like, yeah, they remind know? me of a New York crowd. Like The New York crowds are raucous. Yeah. When things are going well, it's another level mm-hmm. of craziness. But it's just as bad when things don't go well in New York or in a Toronto or a place like that. They really sit on their hands and get nervous. It's like it's either a hundred or zero. Yeah. In St. Louis, I felt like the Blues fans kind of got them going there in that second period. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. You got the yeah. lead. I know it wasn't a great period. We got you. And and it was just it just fed on itself. And the Blues fans sort of willed them 
into the a New York Toronto crowd sometimes can be very reactive. Right. And that's one of the advantages of kind of being the underdog is that if you do get some things going, the whole building responds to it. And you don't get that, oh, no, here we go again type of feeling. You can you can help push the team and get that confidence. I think, the, the you know, when we came back for game six against Minnesota, the way the Blues played in game five really had the fans fired up. And, boy, I don't know if I've ever heard Enterprise Center louder than before game six. I mean, I'm sure during the Stanley Cup final, I you know, I was there too, and it was very, very loud, probably as loud. But you could just feel that energy. And and hopefully the Blues in game one, because Colorado has been sitting for a week, the Blues can come out and jump on them a little bit early and at least carry enough to get game one under their belt, and then it's a series. All you have to do is get get, get one of them. Yeah. Just steal one of them up there, and you got home ice advantage. Yeah. The same formula as the Minnesota series. We'll and see what shut happens. Shut down those stars. you got to really ride McCarr. you really got to ride McKinnon. You got to do. They finally got around to controlling Kaprizov. You got to do that. You got to guard that slot, and you got to clear the front of the net. Last year, Colorado always had a couple guys right in front of Bennington. You cannot let them block Bennington's view. You've got to be physical in front. They're very good. Madison Square Garden, six o'clock. Rangers in Pittsburgh. I was at a Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals a few years ago when Ben Bishop shut him out. The place was dead. Mm. I mean, he took the crowd out of the game. Sidney Crosby and the Pens. Maybe Crosby. He's a maybe for this Game 7. They're hoping to have him Mm -hmm. against the Rangers at 6 o'clock. Game 7, Dallas and Calgary at 8.30. Game 7's yesterday. Carolina beat the Bruins. Oh, poor Boston. Tampa Bay. Pat Maroon's done it again. The Lightning beat Toronto 2-1. The Leafs are the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. And think about how improbable this is. This would be like the New York Yankees. That's how big they are in Canada not winning the World Series for like 60 years. The last time they won a cup, it was a six-team league. Wow. Edmonton beat L.A. 2 to nothing to advance. Sports on a Sunday morning. Have a great day. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.